everybody this is claw i'm here again with panda hello hello another session of our stoned sports sesh podcast back at it again the premise we're just we're sports junkies we love to get stoned and watch sports so we want you to join us and sesh with us while we get talking about sports whether you're after work just firing up a bowl <laughs> Pre-work bowl, <laughs> I don't know, whatever, whatever. Pre-work, pre-class, <laughs> pre-nap on the day off, whatever floats your boat. Whenever you like to get high, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is when you should listen to our podcast. <laughs> As you could tell, we're already a couple bowls in. But oh, yeah. I have rolled a nice blizz for us tonight. A very nice blizz. A blunt, you could also call it. Um, yes. Using a Swisher Sweet, mango flavored. Tobacco wrap, okay. Get this fired up, and then we can play a game of hit or pass. And again, that's when Panda and I will just be smoking and passing back and forth. And I'll have a few topics ready for us to speak about. And if Panda wants to talk about one of the topics then he'll hit the blunt and then he'll give his two cents if i want to talk about it i'll i'll hit the blunt we might hit the blunt in between talking about sets as well (laughs) but the point is we're going to talk about what's what's current what's up to date what's going on in sports right now so with that let me get this let me get this lit what are we smoking on what kind of butt is this this is chocolate khalifa kush wow Plug coming through with the heat. <coughs> oh. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. Thank you. Yeah. <coughs> so the first thing we've got is Steph Curry sprained his ankle the other night. And he's going to be out for the next two weeks. I'm wondering what you think about how that impacts okay. the Warriors and the NBA in general. Let me take a hit of this blunt. One yeah. more hit. Oh, yeah, for sure. <coughs> <Oof>. <coughs> oh, baby. <coughs> Ooh. Okay. So what do I think about Steph Curry <laughs> being out for two weeks and how it'll affect the Warriors and blah, 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 blah. Listen, dude. I understand that this is like a current event and, you know, it's Steph Curry and it's the Golden State Warriors, so it needs to be talked about. Mm-hmm. Because if one of them breaks their nail, like, it's a newsworthy topic. But, no, <laughs> it's not going to affect any playoff implications. They still have Kevin Durant. They still have Clay Thompson. They still have Draymond Green. It's the freaking Warriors, man. Yeah. Give me a break. Steph Curry's out two weeks. Two weeks. How many games They're is that? They're freaking fine. They are going to be just fine. <laughs> I feel like a bigger news story is all the ejections. KD has been ejected four times in his career, and three of them have been this season. That's insane. And we're just barely a quarter of the way through? Yeah. We're like 30 games in. Wow. <coughs> and not just he's been ejected. Sean yeah, Livingston been... got ejected. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Draymond got ejected, getting in a fight with Bradley Beal. Is it just because everyone in the NBA is going after him? Well, is it really just the Warriors? Is it coincidence? Oh, yeah, I'm not sure. I think maybe it's the whole NBA. Yeah, I feel like they're tightening up on the crap that they're willing to put up with. 
because there have been a number of guys that there have been a number season. of ejections and a bunch of them are bullshit too yeah i am a blazer fan so this went in my way but when mellow oh made the and one on nurkic basically carmelo anthony went up for a layup and made contact with yusuf nurkic and like his elbow got into what was it nurkic's neck or something head neck area, head, neck yeah. area. they it, called a foul on nurkic on the floor and they reviewed it they, yeah then they reviewed it and the, the other thing is Melo made the shot it was like an and one yeah it should like, have been like an he made one. a layup after he made this contact and so then they went back and said no it's a flagrant two flagrant two that's right on Melo. he's gone <laughs> he got ejected i know i he know. made an and one and he got ejected on the same play i know you love that being a blazer fan oh, yeah big time but that was such a BS call, man. Oh, yeah. my gosh. But hit on Curry. Um, pass on the idea that there's going to be severe repercussions on the season as yeah. a result of him yeah. missing two weeks. No thanks. For sure. Pass. With you there. All right, our next one. The Bengals-Steelers game had a number of eye-opening, jaw-dropping plays. I mean, traditional AFC North game. They're always what brutal, you- but... Multiple players knocked out of the game due to injury. Ryan Shazier's in particular was scary. When you see someone lying on the field motionless and then gets carted off, put in an ambulance, and, you know, we're a couple days later from when that happened, and there's still not an update on whether he can move his legs, which means he probably can't. Otherwise, don't you think they would say something? Yeah. I mean, that's speculation for sure, but... Yeah, I mean, that's typically what they do. Oh, yeah. he has feeling in all yeah. of his extremities. And... They're not... Yeah, exactly. They always say... They always assure you that he's got feeling, yeah. and they haven't done that. Yeah. Yeah, that's not good news. It's I mean. not... That's not good news. I mean, Ryan Shazier's a baller, too. You know, you see someone like Ryan yeah, Shazier yeah, out true, there... True, 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 ...just going down with he's, one hit. Like he's, he's a heavy hitter. And he's... A world-class athlete, you know? Yeah. He's someone that built his life around this sport. And I'm not going to say it's career-threatening, but, I mean, it, it sounds like it could be. Hopefully not. Just got to wait for a medical update and hope and pray for the best. Yeah, it was a, it was an especially violent game. I totally agree with you, dude. Not only that, what do you think about the hits on, excuse me, by Juju? Oh, yeah. On Vontez Perfect, and also the safety from the Bengals laying yeah. that hit on AB in the end zone. What do you yeah. think about those two? Because those were bang, bang, like heads up, knock you on your ass plays. Yeah. You see more of those plays than you do the Ryan Shazier lying on the ground. I just thought that was really jarring to see him lying there. Like yeah. that was eye opening. The other two, the more problem I have is what happened afterward with the suspension. People do dumb shit like that, like Juju did when he's standing over the over the guy. Like right, right. people do that often. You know that's not as uncommon, but and I mean at the time you don't necessarily know like yo I just potentially knocked this guy's lights out or yeah. whatever it may be. I just made a big play. Yeah. And I dominated you. Yeah. So I'm gonna. <laughs> I'm Especially gonna a guy that. like Vontae's perfect who's laying no, people out like yeah. that. You know, he's a dirty player. He's yeah. Kind of getting a little bit of revenge, maybe. Yeah. 
Did you hear what AB said in the locker room after no. when they were interviewing Juju about it? No, what did he say? Karma. Uh, <laughs> they heard him yelling karma That's in the so background. Funny. Yeah. Well, like what I was saying, though, the problem I have with it is that each of those guys got one game, a one-game suspension for that. Mm-hmm. And you look at Gronkowski's play. Oh, that was so dirty, man. It was so dirty. Like, like you see him, like... Doing his Gronk wind-up and getting ready to just bash into this guy who's already... The play's already dead. Yeah. Basically intentionally gave him a concussion. Ugh. He received a concussion at the hands of Gronk's rage. But Gronk gets away with it because it's Gronk being Gronk. One-game suspension? You're telling me that that deserved the exact same punishment as, you know, George Iloka's trying to jar the ball loose on AB on a game-winning play. Like, he was making a football play. He just happened to make, you know, he may have launched it a little bit and made contact with his helmet, but you know he's trying to get that ball loose. No no, no player's trying to make helmet-to-helmet contact anymore. They're aware that it's a problem. Nobody's trying to do that, so why are you going to give him the same suspension as Gronk? Yeah. There's no, like, clarity in regards to how the NFL is going to enforce their rules and, you know, what warrants a one-game suspension or a two-game or a three-game. Roger Goodell is looking worse and worse. I don't know how much he's involved in that, but he's the one that's going to catch the flack. And this is being talked about a lot right now. What are the hits? Yeah. Yeah. And the suspensions that came with them. I mean, the NFL's already kind of in a PR nightmare with CTE and the potential long-term damages. That which were we found t- in, you know, 99% of former football players. Right. Yeah. So. 110 of 111 former NFL players, so 99% of NFL players. Yeah. That's scary. Someone at work told me that when he was watching the Steelers Bengals game and when he saw Ryan Shazier he said he said out loud I'm not going to let my boys play f- football no way yeah wow just after that hit after seeing him lying there motionless oh my god said I'm not going to let my kids play football and like that might be a knee jerk reaction but that is the type of reaction that people are having to this it was a violent violent game it's valid man i mean do you remember the hit on Devonte adams earlier in the season oh, that yeah. like when you watched oh, it the gosh. initial time like you thought like this guy's life was in jeopardy he was he did not move yeah his talk about like his head just snapped back so i mean that's why i'm i'm trying to hold out some hope uh for Shazier. Yeah, I mean, prayers up for Shazier for sure. For sure. All right, let's move on. This is getting a little too sad. <laughs> um, what do you think about... Okay, this is funny. Great you... freaking blunt, by the way. Dude. I'm <laughs> so you. stoned. Thank so you. stoned. Same. <laughs> we've been passing this back and forth Yeah, we've just been hitting time. it. This is no longer hit or pass. Yeah, this is just a sesh. <laughs> Jeez. 
Okay, so what do you think about Leangelo Ball <coughs> leaving UCLA? Or not leaving, I guess, LeVar Ball pulling yeah. Leangelo out uh, of UCLA. There we go, dude. You stole the words <laughs> from my mouth. This is more just about LeVar, I don't know, trying to prove whatever point he's trying to prove. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. I mean, like, what? What are you trying to teach your son at the end of the day? You're giving him one route and one route only. What's he going to do, play in China? <laughs> uh, Dude, yeah. what if he did? No way. Well, no way. They've got Could to you imagine? I thought I saw something that LeVar was looking overseas. Well, I heard about that as well, but like I didn't even China didn't even come to mind, dude. Like, okay, so a little bit of background information and for those like who aren't up to date with the situation, Leangelo Ball, middle brother in the Ball family, younger brother of Lonzo Ball, number 2 overall pick, point guard for the LA Lakers, son of outspoken father LeVar Ball, was on an international trip and was playing in a tournament with the UCLA men's basketball team in China. They were staying at, I guess, like a really nice ritzy hotel, and there was a uh, Louis Vuitton store, like, right next to the hotel. Did he get caught shoplifting from Louis Vuitton? Was that the store? I don't know the details. I just know he got caught shop. Him and a couple of the other players got caught shoplifting. In China. And got arrested, and then... Donald Trump like intervened and bailed him out, and there are now there's all Disaster. this drama. Be- yeah, there's all this drama between Levar Ball and Donald Trump. <coughs> Whatever. <coughs> now, w- weeks after this situation has unfolded, Levar Ball has pulled Leangelo out of school. And he's, I mean, he's got to be looking overseas. I just. Do you really think he's going to be drafted? Like, do you think no. he's one of the best? No. I don't think he'll be drafted. I think there's no way in hell he gets drafted. Yeah. Because he wasn't even like a highly regarded prospect to begin with. He was going to have to prove something at UCLA. He was going to have to prove that he can really J. LeVar is always talking about how good of a shooter he is. He said, how are you going to bring your best shooter off the bench? That's why he pulled him out. That was one of the reasons. Yeah. He was going to have to prove that he can really shoot. And unless he really balls out somewhere overseas which i think is very unlikely because nobody really balls out like you think of the prospects that have done that recently emmanuel moody i didn't do shit terrence ferguson that just got drafted in the first round by the thunder played in australia for a year Mm -hmm. didn't do anything brandon even brandon jennings when he went to china like he had a couple he had some big games but it doesn't help your draft stock to do that. Right. And so he already wasn't going to get it drafted. So he's definitely not getting drafted now, especially after the stealing. Do you think he could potentially wind up in the G League? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Just for publicity. Just yeah, for publicity. True. G League just needs people to come to their games. Yeah. <laughs> I could see that, but... That's where he's going to have to prove himself. He's so, not getting drafted. He's, he's going to have to prove himself in the G League. Gotcha. Okay. LaMelo, on the other hand... Isn't he is, like a highly touted Is pretty recruit? highly regarded. Yeah. And I think they're, he's not going to go to college. Like, he's releasing a signature shoe. There's no way they're going to let him... The NCAA is going to let him play. It'll be interesting to see just 
what happens with him in a few years. We're still not quite there yet. What is he a junior now? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Mm, okay. Moving on, we've got. Uh... Oh yeah, so Tiger Woods is back. <laughs> Tiger Woods is back. <laughs> All right. I'll be honest. I left him for dead. Like I thought he was done. Don't I'm, blame me. I you. feel bad. I feel bad now. I mean, it's just one. <coughs> it's just one great round, but. I don't know. I I kind of thought he was done, like with everything that had happened with his personal life and with all the back surgeries and problems and trying to fix his swing. I just didn't know if he could come back. But dude, he drove the green on a par four. Wow. And made eagle. <laughs> wow. Like that a is like insane. a twenty foot eagle putt. Wow. Classic tiger like. Bad ass. Did we get fist the fist bump? bump? We got oh, the fist yes. bump. Yes. Like the whole nine yards. He was making putts. <laughs> he was he was making bad shots and then saving himself. Classic tiger. But I feel bad because I I wouldn't say his day was overshadowed, but Ricky Fowler absolutely balled out. On the fourth day. He shot a course record 61 and had, on the front nine, he had eight birdies. So out of nine holes, he birdied eight of them. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Are you kidding me? I've I've probably made like, I mean, I'm I'm a below average golfer, but maybe like a dozen birdies, a couple dozen birdies in my life. Like, he just strings together eight birdies that's freaking insane yeah that's insane what do you think about i think you told me this earlier eli manning getting the start on sunday what are the giants doing like what a disaster just fired jerry reese just fired med mcadoo and like fine like cool let him go but like just the way that everything was handled like he should have never have been benched to begin with, man. It's Eli Manning. Like, do you really think Geno Smith's going to put you in a better position to win? And, like, I get it. Like, if the idea was, like, we want to give these other guys, like, an opportunity to, like, see what they got. Just still, the way it was handled, if this is, like, an attempt to, like, redeem their mistake, then it's a very, I don't know, poor one. I mean, they've uh, got the perfect scapegoat in Ben McAdoo. They're trying to save whatever credibility remains <laughs> yeah, after which... this disaster. You said it, dude. You fire Ben McAdoo and then give Eli the start. So then you can just say it was all Ben McAdoo. But it wasn't as all if, Ben McAdoo. Yeah, as if anyone's buying that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like he wasn't a good coach, but I mean, the Giants were on a very good team and they lost like. They're starting four receivers for like five weeks. I think this, I think this blizz has found its, found its end. Yeah. R.I.P. It was a good one. The last prompt that, that I've got for, got for the night. Wow, I'm really stoned. Very stoned. <laughs> what a blunt. Um, the last prompt I've got for the night is. The college football playoff, how Bama got picked number four over Ohio State. I've been debating this, actually, with several friends, 
and there's a lot of different opinions out there about whether it was right, whether Ohio State should have got in. Um, there's a bunch of different arguments, too. I really wish I had written them down because I'm really stoned. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Me, too, man. But ultimately, what do you think of the pick? Okay, so I like I like Bama over Ohio State. All right. So you agree with the committee. Here's the reason why. If you're going you by... you don't like Ohio State. No, I don't like either team. I hate Ohio State and I hate Bam. I don't like either one of them. Uh, all right, all right. I don't like Ohio State a little more, but I also don't <coughs> like Bama. That's not a factor here. What Good. is a factor uh-huh. is when they came up with the playoff, they said that they wanted to pick the four best teams. And if there was a team that wasn't a conference champion, that was to get over a conference champion... It would have to be the team would have to be unequivocally better, like without a doubt, they're a better team. Mm-hmm. And same goes for if one team has one loss and another team has two losses, mm-hmm. the the two loss team has to be unequivocally better than the one loss team. So Alabama has to be unequivocally better than Ohio State, or Ohio State has to be unequivocally better than Alabama. So which one of those are you more confident saying? Alabama. Alabama. I still have not talked to someone that can confidently say to me that Ohio State is a better football team than Alabama. If you watch college football, if you if you watch college football, you don't think Ohio State's better. Yeah. If you watched that disaster in Iowa, like I don't know. That's just my opinion, but roll tide. Oh, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> I know the the other argument is yeah. What's the counter argument? The counter, yeah. Penn is not a big college football fan, so I gotta provide my own <laughs> banter here. And I'm interested in myself. Okay, so the counter argument is that Ohio State's a conference champion. Okay, they have a uh, better strength of schedule so they've played better teams and they have two top 10 wins like wins against top 10 teams right and bama doesn't have any Ooh, who are the two top 10 teams that they had beaten wisconsin wow and and just in the conference championship and the other one was against penn state Okay. and a good win against michigan state michigan state was number 12 and they beat them 48 three so they have a pretty strong argument themselves. Yeah, they do, but I think what it comes down to is the negatives for Ohio State were greater than the negatives for Bama. Because Bama's one loss was to Auburn, which was number two in the country before they lost to Georgia. Yeah. And they hadn't lost before that, and they were ranked in the, I think they were ranked number one most of the season, or a good chunk of it. Yeah. If they keep doing this, it's going to be really hard for a Pac-12 school to get in unless they have a team go undefeated. Because Pac-12 gets no respect. That's unfortunate. I'm biased for sure because I love the Pac-12, but it just people don't stay up to watch the games. And they're not and they beat each other up too. 
unless there's like a real top tier team in the Pac-12, like Oregon was a couple years ago, or like SC before them, mm-hmm. like a dominant Pac-12 team will get in. Like Washington, when they got in, like they were dominant. Whereas we've got multiple Big Ten and multiple SEC schools competing for the playoff every year. But don't they beat up on each other too? Yeah, but they get more respect. I don't know. I could I'm biased. Last time I said I was going to highlight some munch. Well, it, we are recording on a Tuesday right now, so I think we're about to go get some tacos. Taco Tuesday. Yeah. It's a must. That is a must. Yes. We, this new place opened up that's open 24 hours and has $1 tacos. So we're there. <laughs> like now. Like I'm, now. I'm, I'm yeah. hungry. And I think that's how we ended our last podcast, too, was with us saying we're hungry. <laughs> and yeah, we're going to eat. So. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys enjoy your night. Thank you for seshing with us. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Later, guys. Oh, <coughs> <coughs> <coughs>